I'm Doug McAllister for Journey Fellowship Church, and today I want to tell you a story. So Miss Rachel and I have been on a sabbatical for the whole month. We were out of town and uh, have a collection of stories. I kept, I kept a journal when I was gone of the stories just so I could remember what I wanted to tell you. I took a lot of pictures and um, wrote, wrote down some notes, learned some interesting things, had some fun. But before I get into the story today, I want to kind of tell you uh, our philosophy about sabbaticals. Of course, when God created the earth on the seventh day after the six days of creation, he rested. Uh, and I believe that is a principle of human existence that we have to build in uh, times to rest. Um, but then in Leviticus 25, uh, when Moses was uh, getting the design for the new government of the nation of Israel, uh, the Lord gave him a very clear uh, direction about uh, a sabbatical year, um, especially when you're farming or raising cattle and other things. And, the, and you can read the whole thing in Leviticus 25 on your own. Uh, but basically the story was work for six years and then on the seventh year, take a sabbatical, let the land rest and let the farmers rest. So we took that principle of every seven years, and of course, we didn't follow exactly, take a whole year like Moses did, uh, but when our church was very young, we decided that every seven years, we'd give our pastors a month off with no responsibility, a month with pay to go to do whatever they wanted to do, to take a vacation, to stay home and, and read and sleep, or to take a class or uh, whatever, gave them opportunity just to be away from their responsibility. And it kind of got in, ingrained into our journey culture. Uh, so now this is our 27th year uh, pastoring and serving here at Journey. So this is our, I guess, going on our fourth sabbatical, third or fourth, I forget, I've lost count now, uh, that we've done this every seven years Rachel and I have taken a sabbatical. Uh, that's a whole month of that year that we were away from ministry. Uh, and it's been really good for us. You know, our kids were home uh, for the first couple, and we took them with us, and we did things. Uh, one, one year we stayed at a lake house. Uh, a friend of ours owned a, a, a lake house, and we stayed there for most of the month. And we did a, we did a month in um, Sevierville, Tennessee one year. Uh, and this past year, uh, this past month, actually, this sabbatical, we were in Kentucky for part of it and then in Pigeon Forge for the rest of it. So that's kind of our philosophy uh, of ministry, uh, sabbatical-wise, for our, sta our, our pastors and staff. Um, but the older I get, I was thinking before I left, um, you know, if I do this every seven years, next time I'm, I'm going to be 67 years old. Uh, and that's... That's a big number. So I, I talked to our elders, and I think I'm going to move my sabbatical to every four years. You know, I just want to squeeze in a few more. If Jesus doesn't come, you know, I want to make sure that we have some time away to do some fun stuff together. So uh, we, we'll probably take another sabbatical in four years from now. Uh, but let me tell you a couple of stories. I'm going to tell you one today, and then I'll tell you a story each week for the next couple of weeks uh, from the sabbatical. The first story I'm going to tell you happened in Kentucky. Uh, so we were, Rachel and I booked a whole month at a cabin in Tennessee, uh, but the cabin wasn't available until February the 4th. Uh, so we had three days to fill before uh, we could get to our cabin. And Rachel said, what do you want to do 
for those first three days that we don't have a cabin. And I said, and I said, well, let's do something around the same area, but maybe, you know, something that we haven't done before. And she suggested, why don't we go to Williamstown, Kentucky and visit the Ark Encounter? And man, when she said that, it was like, absolutely, that is a great idea. That's a God idea. Uh, so we went on and we found a, a, a house on VRBO. Uh, now, the Ark Encounter is in a small town, which is very interesting. You know, I really appreciate Ken Ham and Answers in Genesis and their vision. They built this ministry in a small town. Now, the Ark Encounter sits on 800 acres. It's massive. I have a picture of it. I'll show you the ark. We took a, a shot of it from uh, about 100 yards away. It's built to the dimensions in Genesis. It's a massive boat. And then I'll show you a close-up of Rachel standing right near the boat so you can kind of get an idea of just how large this ark is. Uh, so it's in Williamstown, Kentucky, a uh, small town. It's on 800 acres, so the encounter is probably bigger than the town. But Rachel found this little house, and I have a picture of the house I'm going to show you in a second. Um, she found this little house in Williamstown. It's right on Main Street, so it's like a Norman Rockwell painting. And boy, that's a really old phrase. If you remember who Norman Rockwell was, the the painter who used to do the cover of the Saturday then post during the 20th century, one of the most famous artists of, of my childhood. Uh, but it was like a picturesque little wood frame house right on main street. And it was cold. Uh, some, sometimes the temperature was down in single digits. Uh, most time, most of the time we were there, it was 15 to 20 degrees. Um, and I would, I, I walk every morning. My, one of my uh, goals for the year, and we set goals every January, but one of my goals for the year is to walk 500 miles this year. Uh, that sounds like a lot, but it's about a mile and a quarter a day, so it's not really that much of a deal. But while I was in Kentucky in 15-degree weather, I had to talk myself out of chickening out a couple of times. Man, I had to put on some layers, some boots, and you know, some hats and gloves. And I did my, I did my mile and a half. Some, some days I did three miles, you know, so I'm, I'm on track to walk 500 miles this year. Uh, so every morning I'd get up around daylight, watch the sun come up, uh, and then walk uh, my mile and a half to three miles. And man, I found a really couple of interesting points in that little town. There's a monument there right near uh, the city hall of all of the soldiers that have died from Williamstown in every war. And early one morning, when I found that monument, it just really, not only was it cold, but it, you know, just a moment of seeing all those all those men and women who gave their life in, in, in wars for the last 200 years, man, it just took my breath away. And uh, I could just think of those, you know, some of those kids were 18 and 19 years old who went off to World War One or World War Two or some of the others along the way that never came home. And you think of all the destinies and all the blood and all the, you know, all the lives that just never, it never materialized because they gave their life in service to the country. You know, it was, it was a special moment. I think I have a photo of that, uh, that monument too. I'll show you that. Uh, but it was just um, one of those moments, man, that really just captured my heart. So I'm walking back from the monument. It's um, 
15 degrees that morning, that morning uh, and I'm in a little downtown area, and there's restaurants, you know, little mom and pop restaurants, everything. There's no chain restaurants anywhere. There's not a McDonald's, not a Burger King, not a Wendy's. They're all hometown, you know, mom and pop shops. So we passed by this one. It was a, it was hometown barbecue. So I said, you know what, I'll eat dinner here tonight. Uh, so we came back that night and we got takeout for uh, for dinner from the barbecue. And then the next night, uh, we went to there's a local uh, a hamburger place, and it was I can't think of the name of it now. I wish I'd re- I think I do have it written down somewhere, but I'll tell you the name. But if I find the picture, I'll show it to you. But it was uh, a local family that that um, sells handmade hamburgers, and they use uh, local uh, Kobe beef that they've imported. And uh, you know, and turn it into um, to ground meat. And well, we had a, a Colby beef hamburger burger uh, for dinner that night. Oh my gosh! It may be the best burger <clears throat> I've ever had in my life. It was amazing. Uh, and uh, you know, just this little small town shop. Uh, but then the days uh, we'd spend at the Ark. So the first two days, uh, I got up and we went over to the Ark, and it was about five minutes away from where we were living. Uh, and, and the Ark Encounter, uh, could probably one day be as, you know, large as an amusement park. It could be a Six Flags or a Dollywood or, uh, a small Disney because it's 800 acres. It's a massive site. And I saw the blueprint of the vision and there's a huge vision they have laid out for the future. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to take them to build it, but it's a massive vision, but the Ark is already built. Uh, it's built to the specs in the Bible in Genesis. <clears throat> you know, it's as big as a football field, tall as a three or four story building, uh, and just massive. And I spent the whole day in the ark reading, uh, it's, it's a museum slash interactive slash presentation. There's a live auditorium where they do, you know, presentations. There's, you know, uh, all kinds of, there's a restaurant on the site and, you know, and then exhibits on every level of the art all the way through the whole thing. Uh, but we just learned so much, you know, how the Bible is true from the very first verse. I know you don't doubt that, neither do I, but it's just so good to see one, see someone take so much time just to go through the effort to rebuild what the Bible describes that we can see and touch with our eyes and our hands that hey, this is, this is real. And according to some really smart people who know about shipbuilding, the dimensions of that boat in Genesis uh, would float, it would be seaworthy, and it could survive a tsunami because it's built to the very exact proportions that a ship that size would have to be in order to be seaworthy. How did Noah know how to build that boat thousands of years before there was a boating industry, before anybody else had built a boat? It had never rained before. How did Noah have the wisdom to design that boat to the exact specifications that it needed to be in order to float. We know that it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. 40 nights, the judgment of God came upon the earth. Every person on the planet was was killed in the flood, including all the animals, uh, except for the ones that were in the ark. So that's a... That's a great teaching about the coming of Christ and the judgment of God. God is a loving God, but he's also a very just God. And it reminds us of the fear of God. You know, we fear no one but God because in the end, life and death are in his hands. 
And uh, so we spent two days at the ark. And then the third day, uh, and I may have split it up one day at the ark, one day at the creation museum, and then the third day at the ark. I think that's how I did it. Ark, creation museum, ark. Uh, but we went up to the creation museum. It's about 45 minutes north of Williamstown. It's right outside of the Cincinnati airport. It's also in a small town. In fact, it's not even in a town. It's on, a, it's on an exit, a rural exit of the interstate. Uh, but the Creation Museum is a sister property to the Ark Encounter, both built and maintained and staffed by Answers in Genesis and, and Ken Ham and uh, an incredible ministry team. But the Creation Museum is more of a museum. I mean, it was... Uh, it was full of information. There were exhibits to see. There were plaques to read. There was uh, there was lectures to attend. There uh, there was a um, um, I can't think of the name of the thing when you go and sit down and look at the sky. What is that called? You know when? Observatory. Yeah, observatory. Thank you. Yeah, so there's an observatory. You can go in and it's it's a big room. It holds about a hundred people, but. The ceiling is nothing but the sky, the universe at night, and they point out to you all the planets and the stars and the alignments. And, you know, and then there was an auditorium that probably would seat a couple of thousand people in the auditorium, and they offer lectures all day long from uh, some of the most uh, learned scientists in the world, people who graduated from Harvard and Yale and MIT, uh, who are all on staff there and who are all Bible-believing Christians. You may not know that there's that many scientists in the world that are Bible-believing Christians who love Jesus and who love God's Word, and they'll spend the whole day just teaching out of the Bible the truth about history and geography and uh, astronomy and uh, all of the things that, you know, we learn about in the Bible. They kind of make it come alive for you. So we spent, you know, three days there, and uh, on the fourth day, uh, we decided to, you know, finish up our visit, and we drove from Williamstown uh, to Pigeon Forge to get into our cabin. Um, and it's not that, that, that far of a drive. It seems like a longer distance. So from Knoxville to Williamstown was about three hours or so. That's an estimate. So we were on our way to the Smokies. And at Knoxville, you just go north into Kentucky. Uh, and we passed right by the exit where the Asbury Seminary is. And that was right before the revival broke out. Had I known that, I would have, I would have stopped by there. Uh, to be part of that revival, but I didn't know about it until I got back. Uh, so it's about three hours uh, north of Knoxville. So we drove the three hours south, got, got, back, got back into Knoxville, and then we went to Pigeon Forge, and, uh, and we stayed there for the balance of the month. Uh, but that was how we spent our first couple of days uh, on sabbatical uh, in Williamstown, and, uh, visiting the Ark and visiting the Creation Museum and kind of just unwinding and relaxing. So... That's the story I want to tell you today about sabbatical. We'll pick it up next time we're together. I'm Doug McAllister for Journey Fellowship Church. Check us out at jf.church or check out the Journey Fellowship Church app for more stuff about us. See you next time.